0: you're listening to The Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Rowan. Welcome to another show, my friend. We are so excited to have you here. And let me tell you, uh, this is about to be Nerd Evie going off in today's episode and geeking out through the entire conversation. So just prepare yourself for that. And if you are a woman or someone interested at all in supporting your body, your hormones, having healthy energy and focus and and... <laughs> health, (laughs) you would need this episode. So we are about to dive in and talk with Fallon Danae today and it is about to be so incredible. Now, if
1: you don't know who Fallon is, Fallon is a mom to three boys, a wife to her college sweetheart, and a kitchen creative turned business owner out of Dallas, Texas. She launched Fallon's Table to help bridge the gap between nutrition, easy kitchen prep and delicious food. And she offers meal plans and recipe books on her website and loves to walk alongside and encourage women in their pursuit of making peace with their bodies. Ellen has a long history of restrictive dieting and food sensitivities and has watched her own health journey go from being limited to seven foods to literally finding vibrancy and food freedom. And today's conversation with her, she blew my freaking mind out of the water and just really gave such grace and, and freedom in a aspect of life that is typically, for women usually, very restrictive and, and rigid and just sad, honestly, <laughs> is really how, how that comes down to it. Um, and she just opens up the world of metabolic eating, what it means, how we can support our body, especially through hormones and, and just cycle, uh, our cycle of our Period. Thinking. Yep. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and it was just such an incredible episode. So if you, like Evie said, are listening and wanting to really dive into how to support your hormones and your your ho- wow hormones and your body as best as it can be, while also giving your body just the nutrients and the foods that it really desires and needs, then listen up today. Fallon's gonna blow your mind, and we can't wait. Have you always dreamed of becoming a photographer, but you have just no clue where to start when it comes to operating an actual camera? Maybe you finally bought that fancy camera, or you've dusted off that old DSLR sitting in your garage for way too long. You pull out the manual, and everything just looks Greek to you.
0: Yes, we have been there, and we vividly remember when we first started out as photographers asking anyone and everyone for help because we didn't know what to do or where to even start. Well, good news if that sounds familiar. Today, we are going back to the basics. If you are ready to create stunning, professional looking work that you are dang proud of and actually know how the heck to operate your camera, download our free manual mode camera cheat sheet at theheartuniversity.com forward slash manual, and you'll be on your merry way to becoming an absolute pro in no time. hey hey I'm Lindsay Roman and I'm Evie McLeod and we are family and legacy focused serial entrepreneurs and the founders of the heart University a business education company with a mission to help you thrive in your business and life welcome to our entrepreneur cocktail hour
1: where business and marketing
0: strategies meet faith real talk and raw and life-changing conversations at the end of the day we are all in this together figuring out how to navigate the ups and downs the messy and the beautiful and everything in between this is a community where you can come as you are get inspired And walk away equipped to build a legacy-filled life.
1: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast.
0: Fallon, welcome to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are so excited
2: to chat with you today. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my God. Oh,
0: I am ready to learn
1: all the things from mm-hmm. the wisdom that is you. Uh, well, that's <laughs> kind. Was, the, the wisdom that is indwelling in you. <laughs> yes, that is indwelling in you. I just don't know. Hardly
0: anything about this topic. You probably know a little bit more than me, so I'm just I'm excited to learn. I, I feel like I know nothing compared to Fallon. Although this is definitely one of my nerd languages. Talk to me about marketing, productivity, time management, and female <laughs> hormones right now, and I am let's go light yep. up. So let's I love it. <laughs> <laughs> let's share Fallon. Maybe a little bit for those who are like, "Who's this chick?" You know, or maybe know a little bit. Maybe know your bone mm-hmm. broth hot chocolate recipe. Maybe <gasps> Wait, like, that's for sure, this, this is Fallon. Stop. This is the woman.
1: Wow, that was a life-changing recipe that I got from you, that you got from her. I'm so glad. Yeah.
0: I love it. Well, yeah, for anyone who's maybe not familiar with you, would you be willing to share a little of yourself, your story, what you're passionate about for our audience today?
2: Absolutely. So my name is Fallon. Uh, My business is Fallon's Table. And I exist primarily in the Instagram sphere. That's kind of been my little like internet home and I have been in the Instagram world for, I don't know, maybe four years now, but it, it was kind of a slow um, transition from, you know, I've cared about health for a long time and that that was really kind of birthed out of my own diagnosis of Hashimoto's and uh, my sweet second son was just really, really sick as a baby, had like full body eczema, just, you know, worst cases doctors had seen. And so we were just kind of this like medical mystery and we cycle through so many practitioners and appointments and... Medicines and all of this, and neither of us felt like you know we were really making any advancements. Mm-hmm. And so, eventually, I found the world of healing through food, and so we started to dive in. I say, we my little son was like <laughs> he was so <laughs> like, tiny, I forced like him, into him it. along we, the journey <laughs> exactly. We did it together. Um, but I started kind of diving into what it looked like to heal through whole food, and that was not something I ever really knew about. Like, I, I mean, you know, my mom cooked at home growing up, but it wasn't like we were eating whole foods and organic. Like we got Chinese takeout like every weekend. And, you know, it's like we, we didn't have this like... Hyper awareness of nutrition. It, you mm-hmm. know, I think w- they thought they were doing the best they could for like a 90s kid that also grew yeah. up on like toaster strudels and oh, yeah. <laughs> all that lovely <laughs> hamburger, stuff. Hamburger um, helper, anybody? Hamburger exactly. <laughs> helper. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So much food dye, so many questionable ingredients. And so I just had no idea what I was getting into. And then the more I learned, the more I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be just an entire life change. And so we just kind of stair-stepped into this world of holistic wellness and it was really beautiful and healing. And I crossed this threshold at some point of getting like way past the initial healing entrance into this like restrictive world Mm. where I could not stop Cutting out foods, and it was like mm-hmm. I had convinced myself that if I only can like eliminate symptoms and cut out enough things, then I will be healed and be better. Because you know the the healing through food world is beautiful, but there's also a lot of like don't eat this and don't eat that, and like here's your list of things and here's the no list. And so I very much got sucked into that. And so at one point, I got into a season of being able to eat seven to ten foods, and that's not an exaggerative number. Like I could, wow. you know, probably. Live Stuff like it was a small number of food, um, and so I w- just really struggled for years and years. I was really undernourished, um, super underweight. Was eating hardly anything because I I just couldn't without feeling like. I was just reactive and symptomatic. Yeah. Um, and so eventually, I, you know, it's kind of a, this could be a whole separate podcast on its own, but there was kind of a series of events that really um, expedited my healing. I did some brain retraining and started focusing on like emotional health and my view around food. Um, and then I really do think that the Lord brought a lot of healing to me, like as I kind of pursued this, you know, gut healing approach of like, you know, think of what you'd see in like the paleo world where it's like bone broth and like grass-fed meats and collagen Mm -hmm. and gelatin. Those are fantastic things. I was missing, I think, some other key components of what I believe nourishment to be now, but I did have a really good, like solid foundation that I wasn't like eating processed food. And I wasn't, you know, eating out all the time. I was cooking at home with like organic quality ingredients. And so um, I kind of eventually just found this like surge of healing after I had my, my third son was a little home birth baby and it was beautiful and wonderful. And something about that experience just really brought a lot of healing to me. And so from then I just found my diet kind of opening up that I could start to eat Dairy again, and I couldn't have, you know, coffee and chocolate and all these things for like five years. And I was so sad. I mean, I would just cry all the time. And that's not an exaggeration. Like, I remember my husband would get. I don't know, a cup of coffee from somewhere. And I'd just be like, how this dare is so he? sad. <laughs> I know. I mean, bless him. He's great. He had to survive too. <laughs> right. But that's how I felt. I was like, this is so sad. I mean, I was a barista in college. Like, mm. I, you know, I'm like, this is not fair. Like, I just need yeah. to be able to like have what I want and enjoy it. But I just was so sick. And so I that finally kind of started healing after like years of foundation. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of started getting into this realm of, metabolic healing and kind of seeing food, you know, still through this very healing lens and not like a restrictive lens. Because I think weirdly, I had been holding that duality that it was like, I really believed food could heal me. And then I also felt like, well, certain foods actually are going to make it so much worse, which doesn't make any sense. Like when you actually step back and think about that concept that like, oh, only these real foods are actually going to be better for me. But this is the Mm. weird mentality that I had existed with. And so once I kind of came face to face with like sort of the ridiculousness of that idea that it was like, Well, God created some foods that are great. And then some of them are like, well, but don't eat that dairy and like stay away from the fruit. And Mm -hmm. once I kind of realized like this doesn't actually align, and I started pursuing some of those more like ancestral food freedom principles. I mean, my healing just like skyrocketed. I came off Mm -hmm. my thyroid medication almost immediately, um, healed my relationship with food this makes it sound very synced and simple. People sometimes are like, oh, I wish I had as simple of a journey as you. And I'm like, no, I just am trying to condense. So don't hear that it was like, I woke up one day Overnight. when I started like, exactly. That's not what it was. But like, genuinely, there is an element of it that once I started eating enough, I mean, I was under eating overall, and then also under eating, you know, carbs and Um, just really like filling nourishing foods. Once I started to include those again, I mean, my healing just like, it really did take off, you know, not overnight, Mm -hmm. but it it definitely was a very quick um, progression of healing. And so once I kind of found that sweet spot, it was like, I have to share this with people. Like there's so many women that I had been trying to preach to for years, but it was like the wrong message. You know, I was still kind of preaching this like let's restrict and like cut dairy and, you know, cut all these things. And so then when I realized, oh wait, I can still actually have all my favorite foods in, you know, quality form and find healing. It was like, people have to know about this. And so, you know, this is as condensed as I can make it. It's still quite a long story, but it's like, this was kind of a five to seven year journey. And, you know, through that time, I had dabbled in like, I had this really embarrassing rinky dink blog where I shared my like autoimmune paleo recipes that were just so sad. And like, but I (laughs) I really, like I had it in me, you know, I like had the messaging in me. Like I wanted to change people's lives. I wanted to share this message, message of healing. And it was just like, not quite the right message quite yet. And so I think, um, you know, I just kind of hit this sweet spot of this, like it was, you know, kind of COVID era where like a lot of people were switching to, you know, digital products and like online businesses. And I just was like, I have to create, something. And so my digital baby is my meal plans. That's kind of where my business got its start is that I started creating meal plans that are calorie specific to help women, you know, make sure they're eating enough. And then like, here's an example of like how to balance your food. Here's nourishing foods. And, um, you know, the meal plans really just like, it resonated with people, you know, they, yeah. they wanted that freedom, um, that approach of like, there's brownies in this, like there's ice cream in this, like you are not going to feel like you're missing out. And then you're also going to find just this beautiful healing. Um, and then from there I dove into cookbooks cause recipe developing is really like my heart. You know, I, I did the meal plans and I love them and I put recipes in there cause I'm like, I have to, like the recipe creation is really, you know, it's like the heartbeat, um, but paired with like wanting to see women thrive and like yeah. feel good and, you know, feel good in their bodies and feel confident in their choices. And so that's kind of, you know, where I am today is that now I have the two cookbooks and my meal plans and just kind of this ministry to women to help them, you know, fuel themselves with good nourishing food that they enjoy and just to mm-hmm. find like peace and freedom with that.
1: Oh uh-huh. my I, gosh. I have so much to say. So first of all, so your thyroid <laughs> is what, or sorry, uh, not thyroid. Uh, what mm-hmm. Hashimoto's is what kind of was the catalyst to get
2: you into this? Correct. It was, yeah, that and, and the sickness of my son. It was, you know, as a mom, it's like, you're so bad burner. Yeah. And so yeah. I honestly, I think about this and say this often, that I genuinely believe the Lord used my son to heal me because yeah. I was so sick and I had gotten my diagnosis before we really dove into his mm. skin issues. And it wasn't until his issues that I was like, oh, I have to change because I was nursing yeah. him at the time. And then yeah. through that journey is what, you know, brought about my own healing. So it's really beautiful that like, it was so hard to watch my little one yeah. suffer. But you know, yeah. God was so oh, kind man. in that to like use his journey to actually bring healing to me. So it was like, I wasn't motivated enough by my own sickness. It was like, my son is really what gave me the motivation to to well, change. Totally. And now I'm just so it's thankful. Like, both of those things.
1: So I, the reason I ask uh, yeah. that is because uh, my mom has Hashimoto's and you okay. just gave me, I can say this because this will air after Christmas, you just gave me a great Christmas present idea for Yay! her. <laughs> well, I will get one of your recipe books. Um, I love that. Here, I'm honored. Let's, let's dive into the term like pro-metabolic eating because that's kind of, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. But I want you, can you like define that for somebody like me who's like, I'm sorry, what? I think We're talking about food, but like, what, what, what? <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Yes. And I want to like give the caveat first that this is such a funny realm because I think everyone kind of puts their own spin on what they'd like to say the definition is. And so I want to say, I will give you my definition of like, here's how I I approach this realm. Um, And I think first and most importantly is that, you know, the the pro-metabolic world is largely influenced by the work of Dr. Ray Peet, who was um, a biologist and, you know, kind of created or maybe just, um, I don't know, gave a snowball effect to this idea that our bodies need nutrients that are usable. And so Mm -hmm. you guys might have heard the term bioavailable. That basically means like the the amount of nutrients that our body is actually absorbing when we eat food. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it's based on this idea that the way that we pair our food matters and and what we eat and how we eat matters. And it's, it's much less about a list of like yes and no foods than a lot of, like, I wouldn't call pro-metabolic a diet. I know that, you know, if there's a name for something, like people want to call it a diet. And so I always want to have my own verbiage just very much represent like lifestyle and like ideology yeah. because people are always like, but what foods do I eat? And I'm like, I mean, I can tell you that too, but I don't want to, you know, pigeonhole us into like- yeah like something, you know, where it's just a a list of things, but, um, but it is a methodology that honors bio-individuality. And I I think really at the core of pro-metabolic pursuit, it prioritizes nutrient-dense foods that are easy to digest and that have been present throughout history. Because I think that's a, a big part is that, you know, we see a lot of kind of like fads that come up and you're like, I mean, were people eating this hundreds of years ago, like on a regular basis. And I think that's a really important component of this. And I I think too, it's important to clarify that, you know, I feel like our generation, especially we, we grew up hearing the word metabolism in terms of like, how skinny are you and how easily can you lose weight? But the metabolism, you know, by definition is the sum of all of the chemical processes happening in our body. And so really it's actually our whole body health. You know, it's not just like the metabolism is this like separate component, like it's our entire body and our, our entire health. Um, and the way this fleshes out can go uh, against a lot of like modern health and, you know, female diet trends. Um, and so we, you know, we can get into those discrepancies if we have time, but, um, but yeah, I mean, simplified pro-metabolic eating is like, how do we nourish our body on a cellular level in Mm -hmm. a way that is also historically honoring?
0: Yeah. I love this so much. I have, I have so many questions. (laughs) I have a tea-filled question, but I'll wait. I'll no, wait for it. No, I feel. I feel like at this point, I want you to almost ask any defining like. I don't know if I this feel is like a defining I'm, question. This is a
1: tea-filled question, but we might get into it. Mm, great. Well, it. when you, when you said fads and like, especially for women, like I want to know about like Weight Watchers. I want to know about keto. I want to know about <laughs> fasting. Like, I, I hear so many opposite, <laughs> like opposing, or what else is like. The era, paleo, like there's so many, Whole30, Mm -hmm. like there's so many different things. And maybe half of those are like diets. Mm -hmm. actually know all of, all of them, I think, are a form of, (laughs) but do you, how, I don't know what the question is. I want to know what's right and what's right. I've heard so many different opposing worldview thoughts on keto specifically. Mm -hmm. Listen, I don't know anything. (laughs)
2: I mean, listen, I would love to give a high-level view because, like, in truth, I feel like I'll say this multiple times, but, like, this could be a whole episode. And actually, in fact, we do have a freely-rooted episode on the top five, you know, most common diets, if you will, and kind of their most problematic things. But, I mean, again, very high-level. I don't want to be the person to come on and ruffle feathers. But, like, the truth is sometimes it does kind of shock people to hear, like, oh, the thing that Mm -hmm. I thought was the most supportive actually might not be. So, really... 10,000 foot view, the, all the low carb, uh, you know, fads and diets are really problematic at a cellular level because glucose, a form of sugar, is our body's primary source of fuel. And so mm-hmm. when you remove that, um, especially these large amounts, like something with keto, you know, I think there's like a, a range of carbohydrates that, you know, we're not looking to consume like hundred percent of our diet and carbohydrates. And I think that's mm-hmm. where people kind of misunderstand that you the pro-menobolic diet. You just diet. came for people
1: with that. <laughs>
2: I'm kidding. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, All the people that uh, you like, know, like
1: are me, like that love pasta. I'll just shut <laughs> up. Okay. Keep talking.
2: <laughs> no, it's great. I think you should love pasta. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but it's like, we get into this range of eating too few carbohydrates that, especially as women, like our bodies start to shut down. And I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of hormonal imbalances, which I think We're going to talk about a little bit more in a bit, but a lot of that can stem from simply like under eating or not eating enough carbohydrates, um, not enough protein. And so, you know, these diets, when you like actually step back and look at them on paper, a lot of them have you eating like 1200 calories in a day. And a lot of like actual dietitians and nutritionists will recommend a plan like that to women for them to eat like 1300 calories in a day, which is the range for like, a young child or older toddler and so as grown women it's like it's no wonder our bodies are falling apart because we need a lot more than that so anyway that's kind of just on the low carb bit but yeah. um again I could get into all of them separately <laughs> but I don't want to like drain this whole episode with just no, that it's okay. but,
1: I loved your assistant yeah. dancer of go listen to my podcast that was perfect yes
2: for yes. sure <laughs> yeah
0: I love it. Well, I can I can speak cuz I want to dive into a little bit more of like the the pro metabolic and getting into kind of the the nitty-gritty of like just maybe not even nitty-gritty, just the overview of like uh-huh. what does that actually tangibly look like? Uh-huh. Um but before I ask you that question, Fallon, I want to share for any of the listeners. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast, but my journey with the pro-metabolic like world and really like the hormone health world, um, started in a lot of ways from years of acne that I could not get rid of, could Um. not get rid of no matter what I did. And I grew up in a very like holistic, like my mom grinds her own grain from the time like I was born. Like that woman is like one of the most holistic, like women, all whole foods. Um, very like anti, you know, big pharma and, and, and mainstream medicine in a lot of ways. Like let's heal it naturally before we go to the doctor or try to. Mm -hmm. And so even after all of that, and I had tried everything, cut out gluten, like everyone said, cut out dairy. And we lived on a farm with a, a cow. And so I was raw dairy and I like tried cutting out and I was, nothing was working. And as I got into my like mid twenties, that's the season where I was like, okay, I I really want to figure this out. I've gone to a dermatologist. I've been on two rounds of antibiotics over a couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's gotten rid of the acne for a season, and then it came back. And I was like, this is a root cause, and I know that. And so I want to get to the root of this. And the first thing that I figured out from just like really diving in and uh, following you, Fallon, you were one of the first follows, is I was like, I am severely under-eating. Like Mm. I'm eating good foods, but I'm eating like one meal a day, maybe two, because I was also like a hustle entrepreneur in that season. And I feel like that's a huge, like you said, women are like severely under eating. And that was one of the first things that I shifted in the like pro-metabolic before I even really got into like cycle syncing and like, you know, syncing with my, like the foods based on the phases of my cycle, which I know we're going to hopefully touch on today. Before I even got into any of like that, like more involved and in-depth stuff, I just simply was like, I need to eat three meals a day. I don't care what's in those, those meals. I don't care if it's perfectly balanced. I just need to eat three meals a day instantly started seeing a dramatic shift in my energy, in my focus, in my skin. Um, So I kind of wanted to share that just because coming from the person who like, I didn't know what pro-metabolic was, I knew like eat healthy, you know, raw dairy is amazing for you. I kind of knew some of those things, but the biggest shift for me was just eat enough food for Mm -hmm. what you need. Um, So with that foundation and kind of being like, bottom line, start eating healthy and like right. well, not one meal a day or like little scraps here and there. Um, what else would you add in the the pro-metabolic? Because obviously there's like, you know, here's ideally what would be a balanced meal, you know, for mm-hmm. a meal. Are you willing to share kind of some of those little tidbits that give, I feel like you gave like a 30,000 of here's pro-metabolic supporting, you know, our bodies, yes. nutrient-dense meals, maybe dropping to like the 10,000 of like, okay, what could an average balanced meal look like or you know I know you have a quiz on your site of like how many calories like things like that that maybe isn't like deep into the cycle thinking yet but also at the level that might bring like oh that could be a meal Mm -hmm. that could be you know nutrient dense are you willing to like dive in
2: Absolutely. I'm glad you asked because, I, you know, I want to give like the overarching view and also people when they listen to episodes like this, they're like, but are you going to tell me like functionally yeah, <laughs> what yeah. the heck I'm supposed <laughs> to do? And I definitely yeah. have not yet. So first, I think it's a great, um, again, high level, but like a little bit lower level view to look at like what foods really are the most bioavailable and nourishing and supportive. Yeah. And so again, I think looking backwards in human history and looking backwards at, you know, at an ancestral ways of eating, what were our ancestors? I know that's a broad statement because people come from, you know, all over the place, but let's think like even a few hundred years ago in our yeah. current, you know, spot, like what would people have been consuming? And um, animal products are going to be a, a heavy emphasis. Um, you know, a lot of people are, either, you know, growing their own food, they know someone that's growing food. Um, so things like uh, nose to tail eating is a, is a big part of it, which a lot of people hear and they're like, oh, I don't know about that. But start small, like bone broth I just, I I just visualized that.
0: that. Lindsay's face was like, what?
2: <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's the reaction. Like I have in-person real life friends that like kind of don't know how I eat and I'll tell them <laughs> and they're like, wait, <laughs> what? So, okay, yeah, so dive- a little bit wait, of- can, you un-
1: can you unpack that? Nose I don't want to get in the weeds, but like what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, no, no, no. Please ask me like over the top questions. Nose I feel like I have tail. like a lingo. Like, yeah. Like, so basically, you eat, like a pig like, nose. <laughs> I just what does know, that mean? people do. I'm not saying that I do so much, but it's this idea that the entire animal can actually be used for food and nourishment, and that's how Got people it. for all of human history have been utilizing animals. You know, today we eat a lot of muscle meat, and so we do mm-hmm. like. Chicken breasts and like ground beef and you know, the actual muscle. But mm-hmm. animals are created with all kinds of nourishing components. And again, I'm so sorry if this is like a triggering thing to you if you're listening. But it, you know, they're like the um The vegans okay, are fair sure. again. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. It's a a tough discussion to have. No, it's (laughs) fine. It's
1: fine. We love you if you're vegan listening to this, but we're going to still talk about me. Sorry. (laughs) Uh,
2: For sure. For sure. Let's just say this is how I approach nutrition um, and how a lot of humans for hundreds of years have approached nutrition. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the whole animal was designed to give nourishment. And so, you know, there's a big movement to like eat liver and take like desiccated liver and, you know, desiccated organs and like there's a reason for that those things are just jam-packed with nutrients i I, liver is the most nutrient-dense food on the planet like when you get it you know organic grass-fed like it is just chock full of usable vitamins Mm -hmm. um and so you know eating the entire animal like and this I know it sounds overwhelming if you've never heard of this but there are a lot of good companies that make like primal blends of meat and so they'll do like a little bit of heart and a little bit of liver but it's mixed in with muscle meat and so it's like palatable but you know even if you read like classic stories or you know watch like old-timey shows they're making like pudding with like I don't know, you know, gelatin, like random ingredients that we don't use today, but we would have like even Mm a hundred years ago. And so that's a big component of this mindset and this, you know, nutritional pursuit, because all of those elements are very nutritious. Um, Mm -hmm. The other big thing is fruits and root vegetables, which again, because the low carb craze, is just so prominent right now a lot of people like won't even eat a carrot because it's you know got sugar in it and I'm like oh mm-hmm. my goodness like heaven forbid we have a carrot like but <laughs> it, this is kind of the mindset that a lot of people have is that it you know the the higher carbohydrate foods are I think in their head like causing issues and mm-hmm. you know that's, again, a separate conversation of, like, what's really causing those issues. But, you know, eating ripe, fresh fruits that are loaded with minerals, loaded with nutrients, antioxidants, um, you know, you think about, like, there's kind of a, the old saying of, like, either you grew it or, like, it, you know, it had a, had a mother. Like, that's kind of, you know, what we're looking for here is, like, did it grow from the ground? Did it, you know, grow from a, a plant? And then, you know, is it part of an animal? And so I think the caveat there is that, again, in light of sort of debunking a lot of current nutrition fads, is that a lot of what you see in today's like female wellness diet culture is like loads of salads, like mounds of raw kale and topped with raw broccoli and raw Brussels sprouts and, you know, raw everything. And it's like, were our ancestors actually eating like that? And I don't think so. Like, I think that they had gardens and so they included, you know, um, lettuces and and greens as like a garnish or a side. But I like can nearly guarantee you that like my great, great, great grandma was not eating like a massive kale salad for lunch because that's a cultural Mm -hmm. development, Mm -hmm. which is actually kind of this like skinny culture that we've created in our modern day. When like, you think about Marilyn Monroe, have y'all ever heard her diet? It's like ice Mm -hmm. cream, liver, orange juice. Like she was like one of the OG metabolic eaters. And she was not eating like mounds of raw green veggies, you know, like this is a modern adaptation that the women's health world has used to just like make us fear eating real food. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, in terms of pairing foods, like, it's kind of funny that, you know, we we have this weird mindset in our current day that there's like masculine foods and feminine foods and that like, it's masculine to eat, you know, meat and potatoes and it's feminine to like order a salad for dinner. <laughs> and it's like, I eat meat and potatoes. Like those are mm-hmm. nourishing, delicious mm-hmm. whole foods that like serve my body well. And um, like for breakfast, eggs, bacon, fruit, orange juice, sourdough, like, doesn't, who is going to say no to that? Like these meal combinations are just beautiful and delicious and nourishing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at the core what we're trying to do with meal combining is to have a protein and a carbohydrate Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of, you know, diets and pursuits where they're leaning heavily on one and not the other. And that's where, you know, our blood sugar and hormones can get kind of out of whack because protein has a blood sugar lowering effect. Carbohydrates have a blood sugar raising effect. And so, when we combine them, you know, for most individuals, that's going to work super well. And so that's kind of, you know, one of the best functional tips to me is like, okay, you're brand new to this. You don't really know what you're doing. Like Mm -hmm. learn what a carbohydrate is, you know, things like fruit, um, sourdough bread, you know, potatoes, and then learn what your good protein sources are, you know, eggs, grass-fed beef, um, pasteurized chicken, you know, collagen, gelatin, bone broth, and then just eat the two together. And it's really like, it can be that simple just to, you know, mm-hmm. eat things that also sound good. Like, I think that's a big yeah. misconception that we have. You know, there's all these, I don't know, maybe wellness advocates or influencers that are just kind of like, well, you just shouldn't really enjoy your food. Like, you just have to kind of eat what you know is good. And and I'm like, no, I don't. I think the Lord created food to be enjoyed. Like, I think that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to have food if it wasn't supposed to be a source of nourishment and enjoyment. And so- yeah. I think one of the the most like compelling arguments to me is like thinking about what are my children or like children in general, like what do they naturally flock to? And mm-hmm. most, you know, young kids, toddlers, before they are heavily influenced by current, you know, diet culture and health standards and and what have you, they want things like fruit, cheese, bread, potatoes. I mean, like yeah. that's, <laughs> that's intuitively what our human biology wants and there's a reason for that. And so I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of like, Um, You know, once you kind of reconnect with your body a little bit, because that's part of this process is that um, we've become a little bit disconnected from what our actual, you know, hunger desires and cravings are. Like, once you reconnect with that, I think, like, what do we actually crave? And I think Mm -hmm. that there's space for that in this realm that, you know, we honor What is it that we feel like we intuitively need um, and what sounds good? And usually this list of foods, people are like, I can totally get on board with that. Like I still get to have coffee and chocolate and dairy and ice cream. And like, I just have them in these nourishing, beautiful forms. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's very life-giving, I think.
1: If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before, and reach revenue goals that you barely dared to dream of,
0: then we're ready to help. Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses.
1: To check them out for yourself, read the reviews, and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? Our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primely Pure.
0: Yes. If you've been searching for a natural non-toxic skincare company, you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primely Pure.
1: Evie and I have been using Primarily Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that, I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful.
0: Yeah. Some of our favorite products that we've used from Primarily Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like, Every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible.
1: For 10% off your order, you can use code heart and hustle. That's all caps, no spaces at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're going to love Primary Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code heart and hustle for 10% off your order today. Yeah. Well, I love that you said that. It, like, did, did God really make us to to only eat lettuce? Like, was that really his intention? Right. <laughs> um, I think there's a, a bigger aspect of this conversation on why is the women's health world like that? Why are women like that? And I feel like it, mm-hmm. especially in, in this current culture, like the fashion and beauty industry is probably what fuels that mostly. And, and then, you know, the more that technology became a part of our cultural world, it's like we're seeing now people be skinny or or bigger, whatever, more so than we were back then. And so it's like that, I think, okay. just like creates a cycle of like, oh, and then you get into the whole like, oh, well, the fashion industry wants skinny models. And then that's what is the image that people idealize. So then it trickles down into everyday women that are like, oh, I have to eat kale to look pretty or to feel beautiful mm-hmm. when it's just like so not true. Because I you, you keep referencing back to like what did our ancestors eat and my natural brain is like, and and I, I could understand why, but we haven't explicitly said it, of like, why is the goal to eat like our ancestors? And it's, I you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, but like, less cancer, less obesity, like less all the mm-hmm. things that like are coming up, ADHD, like all these things that like, maybe you're affected by our food, maybe not, but like probably. <laughs> um, I don't know, do you have any thoughts on it? I just spewed a lot of stuff that you probably have thoughts yeah. on.
2: No, I love that. I love this thought process because I do think the why is so important. And I think that's why a lot of pursuits fail because like we're not actually convinced that it's the right thing. You know, we just do it because like someone said it and it sounded good. (laughs) And so I think you're spot on. I mean, we think about the, just the trajectory of how food has changed even like in the last couple hundred years. I mean, it's just insane how much has changed. You know, we're getting into like, GMO foods and like monocropping and you know these like Frankenstein foods that were like made in a lab and that's not what existed, you know, hundreds of years ago. And I and I get that there's room for like being so grateful for technological advances and that, you know, we have access to beautiful things now. And I think that's wonderful. But I do think that, you know, there's a reason that the Lord made food as it is and as it should be. And I think that humans have just tampered with that too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to me, it just feels very intuitive to think like, okay, I mean, just exactly like you said, Lindsay, like before we had all of this just crazy increase in, you know, disease and all of these different things, like maybe the food is part of it. And I I believe that it really is. So I think that, you know, what you said is spot on.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. Here's... The maybe we went from the thirty thousand to the ten thousand. Are you willing yeah. to get into the weeds for just a Absolutely. minute? I mean, been leading this conversation
1: uh, structure very well. Oh. I, I'm over here going. Yes. I love it. Fashion industry, keto, and she's like, let's get to the point. I it's just great. Love,
0: I love these conversations so much. Yeah, and I feel like it's it's so good as as women. Um, okay, there's going to be I guess two parts of the question. I think they're going to go mm-hmm. really well together, but if they don't. Don't, we'll just yeah. take them as two parts. One is we've been talking a lot about how eating, you know, with our metabolism in mind and supporting our metabolism, our blood sugar, you know, like the mm-hmm. pro-metabolic um, is so good for us as women and how women are like primarily very under-eating and like under their bodies mm-hmm. right now. Can we or can you really talk about <laughs> how like the the metabolic actually like maybe scientifically or whatever is actually supportive mm-hmm. of our female hormones? How, why the pro-metabolic is so good for humans, but specifically mm-hmm. women. And then maybe, I don't know if that'll lead into cycle syncing and talking about- Eating like specific foods during each site. Wow, Uh, phase, there we go, of your cycle. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I don't know if those two will flow together, but basically like what is the impact of pro-metabolic on our hormones Mm -hmm. and maybe segueing into cycle syncing and discussing
2: that nitty-gritty a little bit. Absolutely. Yes. Feel free to like, remind me of that tag on question. If I just I got, get you, like I got you <laughs> on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> I, love but it. I I really love this because, you know, again, like I said, toward the beginning, like your metabolism really is everything. And I, mm-hmm. I think that it's important that we see it through that lens because there are a lot of diets and ideas that are marketed as like, hormone-specific or, like, thyroid-specific. And this is truly, like, everything specific, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, again, we've talked about this, but women in our current day and age are faced with just so much misinformation on how to truly thrive. Um, You know, they're told to go low-carb and intermittent fast and, like, don't eat dairy and don't eat meat, and then, you know, eat exclusively veggies. And like, we believe this is going to heal us. And then we're left wanting because like, none of those actually support our female biology. Um, And so I think the first foundation of dietary hormone support is, again, eating enough. Like, Mm -hmm. this is huge. Our hormones are kind of deemed as like a secondary function in our bodies. And so like, our bodies want to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the, our purpose, like, our biological driven purpose is like, we're surviving. Mm-hmm. So, if we start undereating and undernourishing, those secondary features are going to go first. So, like, our yeah. hormone health, our hair falling out, like, our skin doesn't have to look great, you know, because our bodies are, are crying out for more. Um, and then I think that, you know, the foods that are kind of like, pro-metabolism, which is, you know, what pro-metabolic is coming from. Like they are for our metabolism, like they're supportive. They also provide the foundation blocks for hormone health, which are things like fat-soluble vitamins. Um, That's vitamins like A, D, K, E, all of those are found in the highest concentration in saturated fats, which is you know primarily things like animal foods. And so while the rest of the health world would tell you to run from that and like avoid saturated fats, um, this whole idea is not something I'm going like to deep dive into, but was kind of birthed from this goofed up study by a guy named Ansel Keys, which you can totally go like Google that story. But he basically took selective data to promote this narrative that, you know, certain countries were thriving on like lower fat diets, which is not even what the research actually showed. And then we've kind of been living with that lie ever since. And so, you know, when you want to talk about healing our hormones, it's like, we start with those hormone supportive, fat soluble vitamins. And so, you know, including things like organic raw dairy and, uh, or even just organic dairy. You know, I know people are like kind of debating right now, do I want to <laughs> dive into this? And it's like, even just start with organic, you know, and like grass-fed beef, like all of those are so hormone supportive. And then again, carbohydrates, like we need carbohydrates to help regulate our production of, you know, our, our two, you know, sort of primary female hormones being progesterone and estrogen, Mm -hmm. like carbohydrates are essential for that detoxification and that support. Um, And so I think that when you find a realm like this one, where you do have the presence of both the carbohydrates and the fat soluble vitamins, like that's where that, you know, that marriage is beautiful and key because I think a lot of other realms are kind of like focusing on maybe one or the other. And so I think that's what's so beautiful about this realm. Um, And then in terms of like specific foods and like phases of our cycle, um, I feel like I'm going to give a different answer than maybe you expect, but so I think this idea is so helpful and I think that like the awareness of our cycle phases is such a beautiful thing because I didn't even learn this until I was a full-blown adult like probably even after I had children I'm like I didn't (laughs) even understand like how did I get pregnant and like I there's no awareness of this taught you just kind of like Mm -hmm. live your life and you know figure it out um exactly but I think that really, it's like, no matter where we are in our cycle, there are foods that have incredible support. And so I think that like, yes, there are foods that can support us better. But I do think some people have kind of capitalized on this complicated idea that like, Mm -hmm. you know, we should be seed cycling and we should like, I think no matter what, we have to keep our ancestral and biological needs in mind. And so, you know, I think things like the raw carrot salad is kind of one of the more recognizable terms from this realm, which is something that was coined by Dr. Ray Pete, and it's great for your hormone balance and, you know, balancing excess estrogen. Um, Things like dandelion tea are great for liver health and hormone health. But I think more than like specific foods for specific times, I like the continual awareness of blood sugar balancing liver support, listening to cravings. And then I think like honoring our hunger needs as they ebb and flow in our cycle. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of us can be hungrier leading up to our bleed during our luteal phase. And I think a lot of women like feel bad for that. Mm -hmm. They feel bad that they're like craving chocolate, you know, during your bleed. And it's like, no, your body just probably wants magnesium and maybe some Mm -hmm. carbs and some copper. And like, you shouldn't feel bad for that. That's, you know, something that your body intuitively is asking for. And so... I don't know. I love the awareness of cycle phases. And I think this is just mm-hmm. like a way under discussed topic. And I I love, you'll are probably familiar with this. I love the analogy of our um, cycle being kind of like a seasonal thing. And so like Mm -hmm. our bleed would be our winter where, you know, we're looking for warmth and rest. And so like for me during that um, phase, I love to do like warming foods with, you know, soup, bone broth, um, bone broth hot chocolate, of course, (laughs) Um, soaked, you know, rice bowls, like things that just feel really comforting with like a lot of mineral support because, you know, that phase especially is very important to to prioritize replenishing minerals so things like ripe fruit um you know potatoes like things that are just very like warming and nourishing and rich um and then you know maybe closer to ovulation we prioritize things that are a little bit like lighter you know this is a great time for the raw carrot salad although you know every time is a great time for that mm-hmm. but you know during ovulation you know our, our estrogen is kind of at its highest and so I think that's a great time to do the raw carrot salad to help kind of balance those, um, hormone levels out. And then I think like, ultimately my message is like, listen to what your body needs during every single phase of your cycle. And I, I bet if you listen well enough and honor your body, like you will hear those answers.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think it's so good that, Your answer was essentially, which I love this, is like cycle syncing is amazing. And being aware Mm -hmm. of the different phases of our cycle as a woman, how we can understand what our hormones are doing and and keep in mind supporting them, leaning into more rest, more like energy, more, you know, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the core, it's like the the baseline, how can we just seek to nourish our bodies no matter where we're at, no matter, you know, what time. And I think that when I've like had conversations with friends and they ask questions about like, like, you know, pro metabolic, or like my my hormone healing journey, or whatever. And they ask mm-hmm. me all these deep questions. They're like, "Well, what do you think about seed cycling? What do you think about you know this and this and this?" Because there's so many layers. Like you're you're pointing out. Yeah. Like there's there's so much and it can get so in depth. Um, and you can go so intense with cycle syncing. And I have Mm -hmm. always just been like, I integrate one thing at a time. Like I started with just eating three meals and then it was, okay, let me, you know, let me start with an adrenal mocktail. And then it was, okay, I'm going to integrate, you know, beef organs. And then it was like, okay, let me get some, like some minerals. Um, and it's like slowly, you know, I've done phases where I've intensely like cycle synced and like I meal planned Mm -hmm. based on the type of Food for my cycle. And personally, I've found that that's harder for me than just consistently mm. having some staple yeah. go to recipes that are just supportive of like nourishing. And not that I like won't continue to, you know, seek and maybe sometimes throw in a recipe and find no, you know, whatever. But I no longer so intensely cycle sync my foods because it was overwhelming Mm -hmm. me. And I noticed that I wasn't meal prepping anymore because I was like so overwhelmed by it because it was too much and I had to pull back. So I've told my friends, I'm like, just do what's manageable. Just start Mm -hmm. small and start with something like you're saying, the baseline of just how can I nourish my body, you know, month round and not even getting into the weeds sometimes, especially when you're just starting out. Um I think that's like life changing because it it can For be sure. overwhelming. Like getting into the women's hormone space because there's so much that is so good and it mm-hmm. can be like so powerful and so amazing, but it can also be so overwhelming mm-hmm. and feel yeah. like okay, wait, so beef organs and and minerals and adrenal and raw carrot salad and this right. and I need to change out my beefs and I, I I need to find raw dairy and I need to like it can feel so overwhelming and so it's like mm-hmm. personally my experience and what I tell my friends is like one thing at a time mm-hmm. and. And you'll start seeing those changes and it's just at the bottom line, eat enough. <laughs>
2: like that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's beautiful. Cause I think really, you know, I don't know if everybody would say this that it's that is kind of um promoting this approach. But for me personally, the aspect of attainability and grace mm-hmm. is just so huge because yeah. I think our emotional journey with how we are healing our body is also very important. And so I think mm-hmm. like the belief in what we're doing is very important. And the, Mm -hmm, um, I guess the capacity to do what we're doing is very important. So it's like, I think you could be doing, you know, everything like right on paper, Mm -hmm. but feel super stressed out Mm -hmm. that you're having to keep up with this checklist. And then it's like, is it actually supportive to be doing that? And so I think that what you said was just so great because it's like, it has to be attainable. It has to feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is a good balance for me or otherwise it's kind of like, I mean, is it really even helping if you just are yeah. like stressed out and questioning all the time? I don't think it yeah. is.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm going to ask the question that that is on this topic for people that are listening Uh that are not in this world. So like all the girlies (laughs) and the manies that are sitting where I'm sitting and they don't really know anything and they're hearing y'all talk back and forth and they're (laughs) saying, what you just said, I'm like, carrot salad, can you give me the recipe or send me a link where I can find, like, why is that important? Seed, something, you said something about seeds. Seed cycle. Yeah. Uh Don't know what the heck that is. So- I guess my question kind of like wrapping up towards the end is anybody that's listening to this, is there like, because there is grace in in this and it is a huge world. Mm -hmm. Is there something Fallon that you could give us like, and maybe it doesn't have to be this like rigid of like, add this one thing into your diet or Mm -hmm. go to this resource to find more because we don't have time or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, can we, I'm, I'm like, I want some something tangibles. to grip onto. Yes, I want some gri- wow, tangible gripables. Grippables? What grippables? Mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> the grippables. Uh, to, to I love end it. so that like people that are listening to this they're like, "Oh, okay. I I can start doing this thing." Um mm-hmm. and they can kind of g- start getting their feet wet in this topic.
2: Yeah. I love that. It's a great question. I firstly have made it my life mission to like put as much information on my Instagram as possible um and, you slay. and so <laughs> Oh, thank you. It's so kind. I mean, I'm an if- like information overload type person. <laughs> I mean, truly, like I'm here to help you, you know, I'm here to like help you weed through all of the just noise. Yeah. And so I have, I mean, I have a highlight that literally says start here because that's the mm. most common question. They're like, where do I start? And I'm like, you know what? I actually have a great answer for you. I have a start here highlight. It. And then I know I've, I've mentioned. Um, Uh, My Freely Rooted podcast, but uh, Corey, my host, and I did a a great episode early on, on like, here's the top three functional first steps, but I will kind of recap those quickly because I know we're opening a whole lot of doors in this conversation. And so I do (laughs) want to leave your listeners with something attainable. Um, I think one of the best first things you can do is to eat breakfast within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up. And that helps to regulate our stress hormones because, you know, we did actually fast all of our sleeping time, you know, like we did Mm -hmm. fast. We don't actually have to extend that anymore, especially for women. Like we need those nutrients first thing in the morning. And then again, with that breakfast, eat some protein and some carbs. It's like really simple eggs and fruit, and then have your coffee with your breakfast and and not before, which again is a whole like separate deep dive conversation, but Mm -hmm. that is to support
1: our... I've just, well, you've just attacked me and <laughs> every way shape, okay, that's right. that's great to know. I'm so sorry.
2: This okay, is could like you give me like a sentence?
1: Is. No, could you give me like a <laughs> sentence description
2: of why? Absolutely. <laughs> is that even possible? Yeah. No, so, okay, so think of coffee. I mean, it's a stimulant, right? And so mm. um, if we have zero food and zero nourishment in our body, and then we just like Chug a black coffee in particular. Uh, our you're stress really hormones are like, <laughs> yeah. Our stress hormones are like, let's go. Like we are ready to just like step on the pedal. And so you know, eating beforehand and then putting some good like cream, you know, maple syrup, like putting those things in our coffee helps to kind of regulate that response where our body mm. can just assimilate that energy a little bit better. And so you know, that would be kind of the like part two of my first tip is to like eat breakfast, you know, before your coffee, eat a good balanced breakfast. Like don't try to make it to noon until you eat. Like that is a recipe for hormone disaster. Um, and then again, I know I've mentioned this, but you know, if you are the type of person that loves like structure and you want like a design laid out in front of you, this is what the calorie specific meal plans that I made are for. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it is a blueprint for getting started and includes all your favorite foods in the most nourishing way, you know, not going to leave you restricted. Um So I guess maybe that's one or two tips is like, make sure you eat breakfast. And then I love what Evie said, like, just eat, you know, like go find a calorie tracker and see like, am I actually eating 800 calories in a day? Because a lot of women are really surprised that they think they're eating enough and they actually put it on paper and it's like, how am I surviving? Like, it's no Mm. wonder I'm exhausted all the time. I'm eating like a child. And so I think that's a great functional place to start. Like you don't even have to judge yourself on like what foods you're eating. Just see how many calories you're getting in a day. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think, you know, another like functional, but again, sort of high level tip is to just be aware of the type of fats that you're consuming. So there's a big again like subtopic in the pro metabolic world about um you've probably heard them called pufas or polyunsaturated fats and these are those like really refined oils like canola oil, vegetable oil, you know, Crisco, margarine, um, like, sunflower oil, you know, those things that have kind of been marketed as healthy are actually causing a whole lot of havoc inside of our bodies. And, um, you know, saturated fats are very stable inside the human body because these fats, you know, their chemical structure is, you know, polyunsaturated fats basically go rancid when you expose them to light and heat and oxygen which when you think about the human body, it's like, well, (laughs) we have all of those things. And so I think, you know, focusing on like, girl, eat some more butter, like eat some more grass-fed beef, eat some, you know, have some cream in your coffee. Like those are simple things that I don't think, You know, unless you have a moral issue with it, anyone's going to be like, no, that actually sounds terrible to have like a lovely sweetened coffee with cream. (laughs) Like we want these things intuitively. And so I think, you know, getting those good saturated fats can really make a big difference and is also a great place to start.
1: Oh, oh, I love it. That was the tea I needed.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the, so the, And the coffee you needed. Well, I wake
1: up and I have like a whole cup of coffee, like as I have like quiet time with the Lord. And yeah. then I'll go, I'll eat within like 30 minutes to an hour, but I'll still definitely have like a whole cup of coffee before I put food in
2: my body. So this is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Well, and you're not the only one in that. Like it's a whole kind of like Christian girl culture to be like, quiet time and coffee and like, I love both of those things, you know, but I I think it's like, how can we just make small shifts um, and just listen to what our body needs? Because the other thing that I tell people is like, if you feel like you are just thriving like you have your kind of rhythm and foods and whatever laid out and you're like you know what i've never felt better then i am not here to be the one to tell you like stop drinking coffee black like if you genuinely if someone is like i have never been healthier or more vibrant like my cycle's amazing my skin's amazing my energy's great then like keep on you know but I think a lot of women are not in that space and they're like actually I feel like I've been doing everything right and something's still not right Mm -hmm. um so all that said there's a lot of grace I just like Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people just have their rhythms that they feel okay in and I think you know know better do better and then also Mm -hmm. if there's no like alarms going off like just give yourself grace and just make changes as you feel comfortable Mm, so good. I
0: love it. Okay, Fallon, I know you've mentioned your podcast, your Instagram, uh, your meal plans, which, by the way, have your meal plan and you. still need to buy your cookbooks. Your pork skillet recipe is a absolute staple in my house. My husband and I that makes me love so happy. it. We make Yay. that. We've made it. We've made it with lamb. We've made it with like so many different things. We spiced it up. It is so good. That is awesome. Um, Thank you so much. So, so for anyone who is hesitant or, or being like, maybe I should get a meal like, plan. Stamp of approval. <laughs> stamp of approval on all of Fallon's so recipes. Much. All of her, like everything is so good. So can you just pitch that one last time for people who are like, okay, I want to learn more. I want that start here highlight. I want to go listen to your Mm -hmm. podcast. I need to get a meal plan. Um, Are you willing to just drop it all one more time and everyone just
2: go follow, listen, learn? For sure. Thank you so much. So my Instagram handle is Fallon Denae, which is my first and middle name. A lot of people are confused by that because Fallon is also very much a last name and Denae is a first (laughs) name. And anyway, so it's (laughs) Fallon Denae. And then my business name is Fallon's Table. So I do have those links in my Instagram. But if you're like, I don't do Instagram. I just want to go straight to the website. It's, FallonsTable.com. And there, uh, you know, I have the, the meal plans, I've got a quiz that you can take to figure out, you know, exactly how much you need to be eating. Um, a lot of online calorie quizzes are really just so underestimating what we need. And so, I decided to create my own because I didn't really love what was out there. And I think that it's a, um, thank you so much. I think that it's a much better representation of what we like truly need as women. So that's a great place Mm. to start. You know, even if you're like, I'm not ready to buy a meal plan. Just go take the quiz and see, Mm. you know, what you should be eating. Um, I have a few other free resources on my site. I have a free download with some of the top five Literally most supportive just, foods. Literally, I'm so I'm just Lizzie's like all your free. I'm Disney. just like sort of shocked <laughs> like, okay, Christmas for my it. myself and my mom. <laughs> there you go. I mean, as an aside, I did just launch a gift cards, which I'm really excited about. I didn't know that was a thing I could do, and Ooh. so if you like want to, because I do have digital products, and that's you know I love that. I know a lot of people like want a paper copy in their hands. I have a great printing partner if that's like really your love language, but um, all my stuff is immediately downloaded, which I Mm. in this day and age just find to be like, kind of fun, because I can, Mm -hmm. you know, pull up my file, and, you know, do a keyword search. I'm like, I want to make you know, pork mm-hmm. skillet tonight. I can keyword yep. search for pork and it takes me right to it, which like yep. is beautiful. Um, That's amazing. so I also have two digital cookbooks. One is called batch. That was my first cookbook. And it's very much like make ahead, you know, bulk prep prep. It was kind of with the like new mom in mind. Um, and so all of those recipes are very like warming nourishing again, all your favorite foods, like mac and cheese, you know, just like all of the like warming, like potato soup, you know, those things that you're like, it is winter, it is fall, it is time for me to eat those things. That was batch, that was the vision behind it. Um, Mm. And then my most recent book that I launched um, pretty recently, just a few months ago, It's called Fixin's because I'm a Texas girl. And so I made a (laughs) Fixin's cookbook with all of these like Southern inspired metabolically supportive recipes. So that's where you can find like fried chicken, twice baked potatoes, you know, lemon meringue pie bars, like all of those Southern staples. There's even some like Cajun stuff mixed in. Again, very comforting like very nourishing. It's like all of my recipes at the core are taking your favorite foods and making them the most supportive. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I think people will ask from time to time, like is my picky husband going to like this? Are my picky kids going to like this? And I'm like, I'm telling you, they will never be happier than when you're feeding them like my stuff instead of this like, we're having sauteed kale for dinner, honey. Like (laughs) they're going to be really happy with these recipes that I promise. Um, So yeah, those are the two places you can really find me. I know I mentioned uh, Corey Malloy and I have the Freely Read podcast that also has very like bite-sized attainable tips. Um, And then otherwise, again, Instagram is kind of where... I'm existing right now and then my email list gets a lot of really good stuff so you can sign up for that through my website Um, or if you get my free download that'll connect us and then you can get like just very lovely long-winded emails from me and that's great. (laughs) Perfect.
1: Ah, well thank you so much Fallon you have just been an entire joy you've just unlocked people's minds and brains today on this topic so thank you for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with our audience.
2: Y'all are so sweet thank you for having me.